And I'm back, y'all. And I'm back, y'all. And I'm biggity, biggity, big back, y'all. What's going on, everybody? It's Jay Cade, Jay Kizzy, the dude, the goat, whatever you want to call me. I am back and I am in business. First off, first and foremost, I want to apologize to all of you guys. I know that I uh, I didn't post last week. And usually when I don't post, I like to tell you guys that I didn't post. Um, but as you guys know, I am in law school and uh, I had my first exam. Um, and it just ended uh, about about an hour ago, about an hour, 30, 30, 45 minutes ago. And I have to admit, the first thing that I did was not start the podcast. Although I really wanted to, there's one more thing I wanted to do. If anyone knows me, knows me, they know exactly what I was doing as soon as my exam ended. I'm going to give everyone five seconds to think about it right here. Let's go. Did you guess? That was actually four seconds. Anyway, did you guess? It's Overwatch. I had to get a nice little game in. Just one. Just one. Um, and I got to tell you, we got the dub. It feels good. The exam went really well, too. Um, I can't imagine it going any better than it actually did. Uh, you know, I studied pretty hard for it. I've been studying for weeks and weeks and weeks. And um, it felt good to finally be able to put it all in practice. And you know what I realized um, there's a way, there's an approach or a thought process that I saw considering like concerning law school that I thought was pretty dope. And I don't know how many of you play Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, and uh, I don't know how many of you play Yu-Gi-Oh! But it was basically, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! idea, which is everything layers on top of one another. And that's how I felt when I was playing the whole game. You know, my admin law professor would ask me what rulemaking procedures are. And I say, how about Blue Eyes, White Dragon? Okay, you know, as I said that, I realized how nerdy I sounded, so I apologize for the nerdiness right there, but um, the point is, Yu-Gi-Oh! was dope, Admin Law went well, Overwatch is great, and I'm feeling good too. So as you guys know, the last episode I had on here with Miss Rodriguez, Miss Alexa Rodriguez, was my my, uh, second episode with a guest, went really well, it is now the most watched the most popular episode on the channel. Uh, so congratulations to her. Uh, we are approaching 100 plays. I anticipate that we're going to get 100 plays uh, with this next episode, with this episode. So I just want to thank you guys for continuing to listen every single week. Um, it has been awesome to uh, be able to talk to you guys um, or you all. I'm going to be inclusive. Uh, it's been awesome. This has been a really cool experience for me. Um, and I hope it's been as cool of an experience for you. I try to make everyone's Tuesday mornings a little better. Maybe you listen to it Tuesday nights, whatever. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. But yeah, I just want you guys to know I'm very, very grateful for everyone here. Um, and I've, like I said, I've really, really enjoyed doing this. This is kind of my therapy. This is like, you know, I know I'm not really talking to anyone in front of me, but it really does feel like I'm talking to people. And um, you guys are awesome. So you guys are the best. Uh, maybe one day we'll get some merch going. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to do when it ever gets to that point. But um, if it does, it gets there. If it doesn't, I'm enjoying it regardless. So uh, what's going on, guys? You know, what's going on? Um, you know, uh, it is so strange, you know, like, like they, these, so in Michigan, the weather has been so, so iffy and it's just so strange. Uh, I'll st- I, actually, I don't even want to talk about the weather. Screw the weather. I really want to talk about some of the comments made uh, by two of the guests on my show um, that I want to address. So the first comment made was 
that um, that I want to be more that, that the podcast seems like it's being more geared towards a male audience, um, and so that is not my intention. I want it to be. I want to incorporate everybody. I want everybody to have a fun time listening. I want everybody to enjoy. Um, so I'm going to try to incorporate some things that are a little more gender neutral. Like everybody can enjoy. It's not just you know Call of Duty Mountain Dew Doritos. You know, it's like you know how's the I don't know. What's gender neutral? How's the day going? Is that that's gender neutral, right? And stuff like that. And then the other comment uh, was that was made was um, to incorporate thumbs up and thumbs down actually in the podcast. I actually heard that advice from somebody else who actually hasn't been on the podcast. He probably will. Uh, but he actually told me the same thing. And uh, both Alexa and Kel reiterated it. And so I'm going to start, start incorporating thumbs up, thumbs down into the actual podcast so you guys can enjoy it a little more. Uh, but that being said, guys, that's it for housekeeping. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So um, first off, I want to address something. Uh, TikTok, TikTok is an absolutely addictive thing. I don't know how many of you guys watch or listen or use TikTok, but it is probably like the it's probably the best social media app out there. I'm going to tell you why. So first off. And may, obviously, my, my thing is, whole, is all biased, right? Because I'm me, everyone's different, whatever. So I just want to say, um, by the way, I'm talking really loudly. I'm using my hands. My window's wide open, and there's this guy right across the like right across the way from me. And I'm pretty sure he can hear me, and he's looking at me. Uh-oh, he can hear me. I'm going to keep on talking, but I'm going to act like I'm on the phone, keep using my hands, and uh, keep it going. Anyway. So I might be a little biased when I talk about social media apps, just because obviously I use some more than others. But I think the reason that I use some more than others is because others are better than the other ones. And I'm going to start with the worst or the worst to least. So first off, the, at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the barrel, it's Facebook. You knew it was Facebook. Before I even said that I was about to make a list, you thought to yourself, Facebook. And why is it Facebook? Because it's for old people, you know, and I'm not saying old people, you know, I'm just saying older people, you know, I don't think I'm a firm believer in the idea that, you know, 30 is the new 20, 40 is the new 30, right? So if that's how you want to do it, that's cool. I'm not calling anybody old. I want everybody. I'm, no, I'm not an ageist. Um, you know, it's all it's all cool. But I got to be honest, I'd much rather see, you know, cool Call of Duty clips or you know, some kind of cool like travel blog or something, I don't know, rather than like an article by the Atlantic or the New York Times. I enjoy those articles, but I have to be in the mood for them. I don't want to see, but I don't want to be bombarded with all that stuff, you know, or on Facebook, a lot of the times it'll be like, um, it's like, you'll never believe what happened. And it's like, this is so weird. It's just weird to watch those videos. And it's like, if they feel really contrived and like, really like, I, I don't know. It's like, you know what it feels like now that I'm thinking about it? And I've never even thought about it this way. But it feels like Vine, um, like the corporate Viners. Do you guys remember the corporate Viners? Um, it was the people who were making Vines not to be funny, but to like, you know, basically just make money. And that no one who really actually was a Vine fan enjoyed. Only it was really made for children, right? And so I imagine, or, or gullible people. Um, and I'm neither one of those. And I wasn't not... Uh, either one of those when I was um, watching Vine. So that was a big thing. So I, I, I don't really care for Facebook for that very reason. Also, you know, 
I'm friends with a lot of people, like a lot of people. And I got to tell you, it's a little bit strange when I'm like liking something. And then my, my third grade soccer coach says, yeah, man, that's great. It's like, I don't care what you think. But anyway, not, I don't care what you think, not trying to be mean to him, but I really don't know how I feel about him knowing that I like, uh, I don't know. Toyota Tundras or something. I don't know. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. So that's Facebook. The next, and, I, and by the way, I'm not considering all social media apps. My my suggestions, my list is really only considering the ones that I use. So the fact that Facebook even made it on there is honestly a compliment to it. The next one, the next, and once again, just the ones I use. So the next one is Instagram. I know a lot of people like Instagram. All right, I'm not gonna. What do the kids say? Cap. But Instagram is not bussin'. It is not, it's not what I wish it was. Here's my thing. I used to love Instagram. I used to have tons of pictures of everything from my dog to my horses to my property to my truck and just like me and my friends or football games. Like that was like, that was it, you know? And I would scroll and see other people's experiences and memories. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. That's a dope thing. And I would see them as they were being posted. The first step of Instagram's downfall, in my opinion, was when they moved away from chronological order. Then they moved it towards popularity. Like, I will get on Instagram and I'll see people that I literally don't even vibe with. And then I'll see people who I really like. And I'm like, oh, man, that's really cool. And it'll be like, they posted three days ago. So what am I supposed to do? Like, can I at least filter it so it's chronological? Like, will you let me actually get it? Give me a chance. I feel like the uh, I feel like the medic from Saving Private Ryan in the first scene. If you haven't seen it, go Google it. In the first scene of Saving Private Ryan, he literally says, will you give me an effing chance? I'm not going to cuss on here, but he was like, give me an effing chance. And uh, he's talking to like a German sniper, you know? And I'm like, you know what? That's how I feel. Like, give me a chance. Let me filter it. Let me tailor it to my own needs. Let me cater it to who I, to the app that I want it to be. It's still your app, but just let me do it how I want to do it. But because it doesn't allow me to do that, I see pictures of people who I don't really mind. Um, and maybe you can be, maybe you're saying right now, dude, then just unfollow them. I'm not going to unfollow like 200 people. Okay. I would rather just have it chronological. So if those people post, scroll right past it. But at least I can casually scroll. Now, that being said, one thing I do like about Instagram is the stories. Um, I actually do post on the stories occasionally. So, and Alexa posts on the, posts on the stories all the time. Instagram is actually her favorite app. So uh, I know you're listening to this, Alexis, so I apologize. But um, Instagram is just just not the move for me. But that being said, you can Instagram can be something that's actually kind of cool if you really know what you're doing. By the way, if I sound like I'm talking fast or jumping around, um, like I said, I just done finished my uh, finished my um, final and I am two cups of coffee deep and it is only 120 and I still have to go work out. So that means at least one more cup of coffee. Uh, before the day is over anyway so next i'm gonna have to say i'm gonna have to say snapchat snapchat's gotta be three i'm not a big snapchatter never been i mean i have i was at one point the coolest thing about snapchat to me by far is the stories i know that everybody these days copied it but don't forget now the first person the first people to do that was snapchat and that was cool like You know, you could do anything with your story. You could make people be like, oh my gosh, I wish I was there. Or you could make it be like, 
dude, what is he doing? You can make it mysterious and cool and dope. Or you can just be outright like, I'm at a concert. I don't know. Or the best one is when you just like out of nowhere post a picture on your story and it's like a um, a geotag and it's like, I don't know, uh, what's a city in, I don't know, Boise, Idaho. And then someone's like, why is he in Boise? And you, all, you get all these people that slide up and say, why are you in Boise? And, you know, you're just entertaining it, your ego. But, you know, people want to know and it's cool to know who wants to know. So maybe I'm outing myself here as a narcissist. I don't really do it anymore. But maybe I was in the past life or past life two years ago. All right. So now there's only two left, in my opinion, Twitter and TikTok. I'm going to give you guys a second to think which one you think is better, Twitter or TikTok. I'm going to tell you my opinion and then I'm going to let you go. Okay, I, I don't know why I just paused there. I meant to actually say, you you guys get a second. So I apologize for that. Um, but I think that my favorite or my second favorite is probably TikTok. I, and it's a close second. I love TikTok. I could scroll on TikTok for hours. Actually, yeah, I could scroll on TikTok for hours. And I mean, literally I can keep going. And if you're a real TikTok fan, you know that you always see this. Hold on. You've been scrolling for way too long. Or I know it's easy to keep scrolling. That joke isn't going to be funny unless you're on TikTok all the time, by the way. Um, But if you want to know what that joke means, go sit down on your couch, get a cup of coffee, and dedicate about 30 minutes to just scrolling through one second or one minute videos. And I guarantee you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, finally, and by the way, I just want to say this. Um, I actually did uh go viral for a comment i didn't go viral but my comment went viral um and i thought that was super cool when i say viral actually maybe i should be using that word a little i'm using it very loosely i got more than like three thousand four thousand likes on this comment that i made which is the most likes i've ever gotten on anything i've ever posted on any app on anything four thousand is crazy um i think that the next highest from that was like 300 and like the picture that was a picture on instagram i posted a long time ago beyond that though never even gotten close to 4,000. so that was a really cool moment and since then and the, be- the best part is i'm extreme i'm a- completely anonymous so maybe you might run you may- maybe you've run into some of my comments but i like to uh, i like to comment drop some fun little things and see if they blow up there's nothing better than going anonymous on tiktok dropping a comment and then seeing like you know, you're like, let's say you go to the gym or you go uh, out to dinner or whatever and you get back and it's like, you know, Jared Morris and 50,000 people liked your, your comment. It's like, that's pretty dope. So TikTok's up there for multiple reasons, obviously. And then finally is Twitter. Now, I'll, I'll admit that I probably put Twitter at the top, probably for nostalgia. I'm not sure, but I love Twitter. And when I say nostalgia, I mean because it's been around for a long time and it's tried and true. I still love TikTok, but I've only been a fan of it for about a year and a half now, two years. And TikTok, but Twitter I've been a fan of since I was a sophomore in high school. I love Twitter. I love the culture. Um, I love that there's literally different segments of Twitter. And at first, originally the segments were, you know, in like implied. So there'd be like black Twitter, right, for example. There's white Twitter. There's game Twitter. Um, there's nature Twitter, fishing Twitter. Like all this stuff exists, right? And... These days, you know, they actually categorize it so that you actually know exactly which section of TikTok you're actually on, but back or Twitter that you're actually on. But back then, back in the day, it wasn't like that. 
And so it was really cool to infer like, oh, I'm on, you know, I'm on black Twitter. And then you always, and then once you are in those segments enough, you start realizing there's certain jokes that go along with it. For example, if you're on black Twitter, I know I keep using black Twitter, but it's a really good example. If I'm on black Twitter and I see the, how dark skins versus light skins, you know, which by the way is super funny. And I think it's making a comeback. You'll probably see it on Twitter or TikTok pretty soon. Please, please, please. I think, I think the guy's name is like Vic um, Minda. Vic Minda or something like that. It sounds similar to the rapper like Vic Minsa, but I forgot what it is. But you'll probably see him. It is so, so funny. He just posted one two days ago. That is hilarious. But anyway, I digress. Twitter is amazing. Also, Twitter is also like the source of like news, for example. Like if someone texts me and says, did you hear what happened? A lot of people have a different way of going about what happened. Some people might rationally say, what happened? Other people don't want to be told what happened. They want to act like they're in the know. I might be one of those people sometimes. I might be the first person sometimes. But if I'm the second person, I will always go on Twitter. And if they, I'll ask them be like, I'll say like, um, yeah, that's crazy. And then sometimes they'll give me a little information. They'll say like, uh. They'll say like, dude, I can't believe he died. So now immediately I know, okay, I'll go on Twitter and look up who died or D-I-E-D. And then it'll be like trending and it'll say something like um, Marcus Tree passes away. And R.I.P. Marcus Tree, I just made that up, but that's good. that could be how it is. And immediately he'll be like, dude, can you believe Marcus Tree died? And I'm like, dude, I know from anaphylactic shock. Isn't that crazy? And uh, so then we keep the conversation going that way. So Twitter is a news source. It's entertainment. It's everything. And I've been with it for a long time. So nothing is ever going to beat social media or never going to beat Twitter for me. Um, Unless TikTok, maybe TikTok will transition into something even more. I know it was musically before and it became what it is now, but maybe it'll turn into something more. I have no clue, but I love, love, love um, all the TikTok and Twitter. Anyway, I digress. I hope you guys uh, greatly enjoyed uh, the social media conversation. Sorry, I just opened my phone. And I just realized I got a few phone calls. So if you're listening to this and you called me um, around this time, which is like around noon-ish or one-ish today uh, after the exam, so you know what day that is, um, I think it might have, Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I'll call you right back. But, and I usually turn my phone on do not disturb, so I promise I'm not ignoring you. So anyway, so what else is going on? What else is going on? So, oh, uh, so this is funny and I I might whisper a little bit for this one, but like yesterday, um, I was actually sitting on my porch with Alexa and it's me, her, the two dogs, and we're just casually talking. We're having a good conversation. And out of nowhere, I hear the sheesh and immediately I'm like, sheesh. You know, I say she's too. And I said, yo, we valid, valid. And it was a group of people. It was like girl, like four girls, like one guy. I thought it was hilarious, but they did not laugh at all. Um, They looked at me and I tried to play it off by pointing past them. But what it actually looked like was I was looking at them and I was like putting my finger up to be like, that was me. So uh, that was a little embarrassing. I I didn't really care that much, but Alexa made sure to tell me that it was embarrassing. Um, 
But no, you know what? I think that's I think that's a super cool. I think it's super funny, and it's just like one of those things where it's like, whatever. Like, I have no reason to be embarrassed by saying that it's funny, right? Or maybe I'm just a comedian, or want to be comedian. Oh, that actually brings that's actually a really funny story. So I'm gonna tell you guys something. This is embarrassing, um, and I have I've told a few people this story, but it's one of the funniest stories ever. So I think. Or maybe it's not one of the funniest stories, but one of the saddest stories is a better way to say it. So anyway, so I'm in high school and I got to say when I was a freshman in high school, freshman in high school, I just transitioned from a private school. Um, So I everything that I so, you know, these are when you move from I don't know how many people went from middle school to high school to from middle school to a high school out of the school district or from a different, from private school to public school. But you know, like when you move up to high school, it's into a different high school. It's people you've never met before in a place you've never been before with style and words and, and the culture is just completely different. It's completely shifted. And it takes people a little bit to understand that shift, myself included. So when I got to high school, freshman year, I was really focused on being a cool guy that knew people, right? I wanted to meet people, wanted people to know who I was, wanted people to know my name. I wanted to be engaged in the culture, which in retrospect, people used to actually tell me, didn't you go to the middle school? Um, Thinking that I went to middle school with them because I had blended so well. If you can't tell, I'm a little proud of that. Anyway, that came with a cost. The cost was I wasn't really focusing on the things that probably should have been focusing on, Uh, which by the way, well, I'll get into something else in a minute, but I want to talk after after I tell this story, I want to talk about why the system like the college system that the system that we've enforced right now for going to and getting into colleges is just really, really not cool. Anyway, so so I'm in high school and I'm in my class. It's like some business class. Like when I say business, I mean, we're learning how to use Office, you know, Microsoft Office. So Excel, um, Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, all the all that stuff. Back in those days, we were even learning how to use Prezi, which I don't know how many people know what Prezi is, but I had my I had convinced myself, my mom, and my dad that Prezi was the wave and no one would ever go back to PowerPoint. Prezi went bankrupt the next year. So um, that happened. Anyway, or they may have gone bankrupt. Prezi, I apologize if you guys didn't go bankrupt, but they lost some relevance. I'll say that. They lost some relevance, at least in my, my sphere. So anyway, so I'm in class with this guy and... He was a really cool guy. Everyone knew him. His name, I won't say his name, but let's just say he was a really, really cool guy. Everybody really liked him. Everyone really loved him. And But he wasn't the smartest guy around, which was fine, which was fine. He was one of the smartest guy around. But we're hanging out. We're doing our thing. And I'm showing him a Lil Wayne song. And um, he's like, dude, you like Lil Wayne. So we we hit it off. We like Lil Wayne. So six months later, we finally, or maybe like three months later, we finally get back to class and our teacher's like, all right, guys, today is the day we're going to take our career aptitude test. And a career aptitude test basically tells you what you're going to be based on your answers, based on pretty much everything. And it's not just an assessment of your intelligence. It's also an assessment of your your character, your personality. It's actually mostly a test of your per- personality and character. Um, I don't think intelligence is actually measured in any capacity. Uh, it's really just the way that you answer certain questions and the way you go about answering those questions. And it's it's subjective or not subjective, but or it's subjective in the sense that there actually are proctors who like read your responses and then they use a scale to determine. So it's not like 
Answer A means this. It's like literally someone looks at it and says, okay. So, by the way, my chair is squeaking for some reason a lot. So if that's the noise you keep hearing, I apologize. But anyway, so we're sitting. I actually forgot about the aptitude test. I just thought it was a regular day class. So I'm with my buddy and we're listening to our songs as we usually do. And we're vibing. We're having a good time. And all of a sudden, she says, all right, let's take the test. So I'm about to take the test. But uh, my friend says, you know, the new Lil Wayne album came out. And I had just gotten some new New Orleans Saints like headphones from the store the day before that I brought to school. And we were both using them to listen. So while everyone is focused on taking the test, me and this guy are listening to Lil Wayne, casually taking it like whatever. Who cares? Which, by the way, in retrospect... That was so, that's so cringe. I can't believe I was doing that. Anyway, so we're listening to the song and um, I forget about this. Completely forget about it. Didn't even care about it. So come like at the end of the year, everybody's going into sophomore year with high hopes. You know, everyone, it's summertime. Everyone's dancing, throwing their books in the air and everyone's celebrating. It's the end of freshman year. We're made it. We're sophomores now. And at the end of the year, you get your aptitude test back. So everyone's celebrating. I had a friend. She was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be a nurse. I had another friend that was like, wow, I might be a lawyer. Another friend was like, whoa, I got CEO. Man, I looked at my responses. My top response is said, you are most likely or not most likely. What is the word they use? They basically, it's like to the tune of like, you would be really good at being a, my top answer was, comedian i'm not kidding and you know what the second answer was sanitation engineer they told me i could be a janitor man i was i was actually mad and honestly if honestly it probably wouldn't have hurt that bad if they didn't email the results to my parents i mean why would they do that i it's like it's like it should be about me right like it shouldn't be about someone else so they email the results to my parents I was taking the bus when I was a freshman, so I would leave, you know, I'd get off the bus and walk home, and I'll never forget that that day I came up, and usually when I would walk home, I could tell my parents were home or not based on whether or not their cars were in the driveway, and usually it's one or the other, or sometimes neither, but today, I saw my dad's truck and my mom's car, and I was like, maybe they're here to celebrate summer? Boy, I was wrong. It was, they were about to scold the hell out of me. They were like, what are you doing? You can't be doing all this. You're not a janitor. You're too smart to be a janitor. And I, in my head, I was like, you're right. I'm too smart to be a janitor. But um, comedian doesn't sound too bad. No, I'm kidding. Actually, but no, I'm joking about it. I'm making light of it. But they, they, they got me right. They got me right. Next year, I kind of got better. But um, it didn't really click till junior year. Junior year, senior year. And that brings me, that's a really good segue to the next point that I was about to make, which is, I don't know if college admissions are the way they should be, all right? I know I'm going to get a little serious here. I always have a little serious segment. I guess it's going to be college admissions. Let me tell you, it is whack, toxic even. Trouble just woke up. It is toxic even. I can't believe that people assess whether or not an individual is going to be successful in life starting at the age of 14, 14 years old. Think about that. You get a decade, you learn how to use the bathroom, you get a decade, and then your life becomes 
life is and then society decides starts to determine what your worth is society a decade from learning how to use the bathroom you uh when i say using a bathroom i mean like without like peeing yourself you get um a decade until society gets to determine your value so for example when you're 14 if you don't do great in your first semester your first semester not even your first i mean i guess you can say your first year but really your first semester of high school that might determine where you end up going to college. The difference between you getting into Harvard and you going to the community college down the street is whether or not you were focusing on your grades or Call of Duty when you're 14. Like, I, I've always been blown away by the idea that these people look at these grades from freshman year and say, you know what? Yeah, this is a really accurate assessment. Then they say, okay, you know what? You're right, Jordan. That's what they tell me. They say, you're right, Jordan. GPA isn't going to be always be the all-telling all objective factor because all of these GPAs mean different things. There are weighted GPAs. There are unweighted GPAs. Some people have a 5.0. Some people have a 3.0, but they actually mean the same thing. There's a lot of variation. So you know what we're going to do is we're going to implement standardized testing. That is not the solution. Standardized testing is inherently favorable towards people who can afford tutoring services to know how to take the test. Because the test is really the same test, focusing on the same subjects, focusing on very similar problem sets, that tutors are masters at teaching to other students who can afford their their services. But students who can't afford it are not allowed, allowed to have that access. So unless you're, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that someone who doesn't have that access can't do well. There are tons of stories like that. I mean, they're not a tons, but there's a lot of stories like that. But there's a lot more stories about people who get tutored and do very well and go very far. So if you don't have money and you mess up playing Call of Duty when you're 14 and don't get tutored when you're, when you don't get tutored and you're 18, you can't afford it, then what are you supposed to do? I think it's a little bit messed up of a system. I could go into it a lot more. And email me if you guys want me to talk about this more. But I've always been blown away. I was very happy and very grateful to get into Oregon. And I got a really good scholarship to go there. And it was an amazing, amazing time. I mean, I, actually, I'll talk about Oregon in a minute. It was an amazing time. But the reality of the situation is there are certain people who, because they lack their necessary resources, will never, will not, are, aren't, not never, they aren't given the same ability to move forward. I'm actually writing a paper uh, on something similar um, that I'll, I'll talk about in a few weeks, but maybe next week. Um, but I, I just blows my mind. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything new to you all. You know, if you guys go listen to Easy E's, um, Easy Does It, one of, the, one of the lines is, I ain't said ish. He's saying that he's talking about stuff that everybody already knows. So he's not saying, I ain't said as in taking away what he's saying, but he's saying, I'm just reiterating what you already know. And that's what I'm doing right now. I ain't said, I'm just reiterating what you already know. Anyway, I digress. Going on to Oregon. I had this thought in the shower the other day. The other day, this morning, actually. I'm going to check the time real quick. One moment. Just to see. So I'm in the shower earlier today. And I'm like, man, 
you know. I, I mean, I really, oh, you know what it was? So this morning I woke up and it was raining really nice. It was a cloudy day, but it was kind of, it wasn't cold. It was cloudy, not really windy. Um, and it was sprinkling. And it reminded me a lot of the Pacific Northwest. That's pretty much how Oregon is, you know. People talk about Eugene and Seattle or Portland and Seattle and all these places. But, you know, Seattle doesn't – there are some years where Eugene, Oregon actually gets more rain than Seattle, Washington. And if you don't like the rain, it's not the place to be. But I, I love the rain. I never have not liked it. I've liked it when I, since I was a kid. I've always loved it. In fact, when it's a rainy day, I'm actually probably happier than I am on a, cloud, on a sunny day sometimes. Depends on the day. But most of the time, you can bet that it's a rainy day that's making me happy. And so that was never a real big issue for me. But it was raining uh, this morning, so I was thinking about Oregon. And I was like, man, you know what? I really got a really cool experience. And some people have very, very similar experiences. But I do want to share mine in some in some capacity. Um, and maybe I'm sure I've talked about it on here before. I actually don't remember. But I do want to share some stories. And the first, the thing that I thought of the most was... How much of a fairy tale Oregon actually turned out to be. I, first off, I'll tell you why I decided on Oregon. I'll start from the get-go and then I won't tell everything in between, but I'll just talk about the end. Because that's the real part that I want to talk about, the end. The beginning was just as beautiful too. But, and, you know, people always say, you talk about Oregon like it's amazing and it's a wonderland and, you know, you had so much fun. It's because I did. I have no shame in it. I loved Oregon. And I look at that time in my life. I'm like, man, that or that time in my life was so great. I cannot wait. Like, I can't believe that I'm going to get to experience more than that had to offer. Because I'm only 24. I'm so young. Like, there's so many more, so many more things that I'm going to experience that are far beyond anything that I experienced at Oregon. And I cannot wait because it's such a cool idea to me. Because I really did have a great time. And so, so anyway, so. I decided on Oregon because I wanted to get away. I wanted to get out of the South. I wanted to move somewhere. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And I knew because I was messing around with my friend uh, listening to Lil Wayne that I wasn't going to get into USC. I didn't want to go to USC. I didn't know anything about the California schools. I know there's a lot of California students who really only try to go to California schools because they love California. don't want to leave it. understand that. Um, and in retrospect, I understand that, but I didn't know anything about the UC, the California schools. And like, you know, they say like UC Riverside and, um, UC Davis and all that stuff. But what I hear when I hear UC Davis and UC Riverside for me, I, like it just, just sounds like small schools that aren't really like their own identity. They don't have an identity. I know that sounds strange, but I really do believe that. Um, and so I never was like entertained. The thought of going to one of those schools never entertained me. The only schools that really entertained me was like Cal or USC or UCLA, right? Like those schools, I was like, okay, that's an identity. Those schools have an identity. If I, if someone said you went to USC, like if I went to New York and someone saw USC, they'd be like, oh, he went to USC. But I went to UC Davis, they'd be like, okay, you know, I, that's what I think. People might disagree, but that's what I think. Anyway, so knowing this. I didn't apply to any of the California schools because, like I said, I was listening to Lil Wayne and I was like, I'm not going to get into USC. I'm not going to get into Berkeley. I'm not going to get into UCLA. And I'm not going to get into uh, uh, Cal. So I was like, where else on the West Coast or I didn't really look at the Southwest or the Midwest or uh, anything like that. But I was like, where else could I go that's not the South? So originally I was like, 
I'll just get out and go to Mississippi State or Clemson. My dad tells me, if you're going to go to Clemson or Mississippi State, you might as well just go to Alabama, which was fair. I actually wouldn't fault him for that logic, and I actually agree with it now. But back then, I was like, why? Clemson is far. Like, it's different, and it's, you know, it's unique. I, like to, I always like to be unique. Even to my detriment, I always like to be unique. Like, for example, if I was playing a game or something like that, and all the characters are picked, and everyone's like, yeah, all the characters are picked. There's this one guy who's really bad and really hard to use, but no one uses him. All I need to hear is no one uses him. I'm taking him. Because I just, I, you know, I like the uniqueness factor. So anyway, I was uh, really entertaining the thought of moving out west. I didn't know about Washington. I didn't know about UW or anything like that. The Huskies, I mean. I didn't know about the Huskies. Uh, the thought of the school wasn't even on my mind at the time. But I did know about one school that was out there because they played Auburn in the 2010 National Championship, the Oregon Ducks. Oregon was a cool school. They were far. Uh, it was it was far. And it had um, the coolest uniforms in the country, right? And so that was the first thought, time I'd ever heard of Oregon. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll apply. I just applied. I, I, I applied to like three or four schools. And I was like, screw it. I'll just apply and see what happens. So I get into Alabama. Um, I actually applied to Mississippi State. I got into Mississippi State with actually a pretty good scholarship. Um, and then I applied to Oregon. And then one more school. Uh, I forgot what other school I applied to. But anyway, uh, and I applied to Oregon. And I, my mom was like trying to like tell me, she's like, you know, it's okay if you don't. Because at the time, Oregon was like, it was the school out of all those schools, the program that I was trying to get into, uh, the GPA requirements, the ACT, ACT, SAT requirements were high. And so I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in. So I said, I said that internally. I didn't say that out loud. But my mom made sure to let me know. It's okay if you don't get in. I said, thanks. Appreciate it. So anyway, I apply and I finally got in and I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe like, this is so cool. This is so cool. But you should have seen the look on my mom and dad's face when I told them that I wanted to go. They were, they were kind of dejected. They were kind of sad because they were like, he wants to, my dad knew how far it was, but in retrospect, my mom told me, um, she didn't know how far it was. Uh, but they really didn't even entertain the thought of me going at first. They were like, you're not going, you're going to Alabama. You're not going, you're going to Alabama. But I kept pressing. I was like, I really just, I might not want to go, but I need to visit. I think I need to visit. I don't have to be with you guys. It doesn't have to be, but I need to go see the university of Oregon. Finally, I break them down. We fly out there. It was an experience from hell. We flew into Portland. So we flew into Memphis. We were going to fly into Memphis from Memphis to Portland. But our engine on our flight from Birmingham to Michigan or Memphis literally stopped working mid-flight. And our pilot comes on. He says, um, hey, everyone, we're going to... We're going to make sure that... I uh, just want to let you everyone know that... Uh, the, the engine on the uh, left side uh, went out. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't think anything of it until the guy to my right starts literally doing the sign of the cross. And my heart dropped. And I was like, well, this is it. This is this is a good run. I thought I did pretty well here. Um, that's GG. I, I literally said, that's GG. Uh, we ended up landing, flew into Portland, got into Portland like 2 a.m., our hotel was in Eugene, which is two hours away. It's a straight shot, but at 2 a.m. after flying across the country, it's pretty tiring. Finally get there. Finally get into our hotel. Get checked in. Oh, by the way, they forgot our bags, which they had to drive all the way from Portland to uh, Eugene the next day. 
but they forgot our bag. So it was a trip from hell. But it was so beautiful. I realized that once we landed in Seattle on that same trip, because we had to fly through Seattle and then down, I had never seen a mountain before, like a real mountain. And I was with my friend, my or my friend came to visit me years later, and he had to do the same path, and he said the same thing. He said, you know, I realized I've never seen a real mountain. And that was the first time I realized I'm in a different part of the country with different people. Everything is so different from the South. And... You know, as you guys know, I'm I, you know, I'm a black man. And the way people look at me when I'm in Alabama and some parts of the state um, are, are, are really unacceptable. Um, but the views that the, the way that they look at me when I was in Seattle and in Washington and in Eugene and Oregon, Portland, it's different. They treat you different. They talk about Southern hospitality all the time. And yeah, it's applicable, but man, the people in Oregon are some of the nicest people I've ever met. I really do mean that. So anyway, um, what's my time looking like here? I don't want to go too overboard and keep talking about Oregon, but I do want to tell you guys a story. So anyway, okay, I'll make it quick here. So anyway, long story short, get there, loved it, talked to my parents, decided to go. Started school, um, started school, and I'm sure I'm, I'm going to talk about all the stories of Oregon at some point on this podcast, but... This is just the origin story. The Oregon origin story. That's the name of the episode. The Oregon origin story. So I finally get to. Um, so I finally get to um, Oregon to move in. First day, I meet one of my best friends. He actually turned out to be our roommate for four years. Everyone who's listening that knows me knows exactly who I'm talking about. But I absolutely loved Oregon, and I loved him. He was one of my. He still is one of my best friends. He's super cool, um, and it was just so crazy to me, like. You know, we started together and I went out there knowing nobody and even him who will I'll just call like, um, I don't know, let's call him Aaron. I was out there. Me and Aaron were just we're really good friends. We we're like when we met, I didn't really know him. Uh, we actually met on like a random roommate assignment thing. Turned out to be really good, but we didn't know each other at first. So anyway, uh, long story short, we became really good friends. Uh, he joined a fraternity. A year goes by. He talked me into joining. Another year goes by and I become president of the fraternity. I didn't even want to become president. It just turned out that way. And then a year later, it's the last day of classes. And this is the memory that I had in the shower to bring it all home. The last day of school, I had sold all the stuff that I owned in Oregon. My truck had been shipped off back to Alabama. Everything was, um, you know, everything was uh, ready to go. All I had left to my name was a plane ticket, um, my suitcase, uh, a duffel bag, and my bike, right? And the last night, my friends and I, we all went out to the bars for one more bar crawl. And so it was all, it was like five or six of my, frater- my close fraternity brothers, five or six girls that we were all really close with. We were all a group. We all hung out. We did everything together. And I'll never forget, the night the lights were out. The light, we're at the bars. The bars are closing. This is the last round. It was last call. We're all sitting there. We're all standing up. One of our friends goes up for karaoke. He's singing. The lights are flashing. The music is going. We're all singing, holding on to each other. The girls start crying. We start crying. And it was a beautiful moment because we all realized in that moment, like, this was it. This was the experience that we were seeking the whole time when we were looking for college experience. We're looking for fun experiences. We would see all these videos and these images. 
This was the moment that we had been seeking this whole time. I never forgot that feeling. And the rain this morning reminded me of that feeling. But I won't talk about Oregon anymore until the next podcast. But that's the Oregon origin story. And that's how it ends. So now you know the beginning of the book. Now you know the end of the book. And as the podcast goes on, I'm sure I'm going to fill it in between. But that's all I have to say on Oregon. Um, Let's see. Anything else? Honestly, guys, it's 44. We're at 44 right now. I usually like to record up to like around the 50 mark, but we might not make it to the 50 mark. I think I'm about to call it right here. Um, And I realized that I didn't do thumbs down at all. I actually really enjoy this podcast, though. I actually really... I had a really good time recording it. Um, I hope you guys had a really good time listening it, listening to it. Uh, but that all being said, man, I, I once again, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it, it means a lot. And I know, I think we're about to hit, a hundred, like I said, 100, uh, 100 listens, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, let's see. In terms of thumbs down, thumbs up, I really did want to incorporate it in between. I honestly, most of the time, like the last few times that people were like saying like incorporate it i swear to god i really just did um i I was deliberate like i was just like "Ah, i'm just gonna keep doing at the end but this time this time around i actually forgot so i apologize i had a really good time enjoying the podcast regardless um i love you guys i love you guys uh listening to me please make sure um you know, uh, if you guys want to tell your friends about this podcast, feel free to do so. Uh, I don't really mind it. Um, you know, I, this is a podcast really just for me to like have a good time, uh, just really talk to anyone that wants to listen. Uh, it's not for any purposes beyond that. So if they want to do that too, if they want to engage and just kind of listen, just have someone to t- like listen to while they're driving, going to the store, whatever, man. Like I like to be that person. So if you guys have anyone that wants to hear that out, please let them know. Um, and also make sure to let them know that the it comes into its own, right? The first few episodes, they're good, right? I'm learning as I go, kind of get to it. The audio quality a little bit, like the way that I want to talk, the way that I approach certain subjects, like all this stuff. And I'm growing and I'm learning just like we always are. I think the podcast reflects that. So I hope you, once again, uh, if you do want to share, if you, uh, if you are going to share that, please make sure to let them know that. Uh, but once again, guys, as always, it has been a pleasure. This has been Thumbs Down with Jordan Cade. I was actually about to say thumbs up. This has been Thumbs Down with Jordan Cade. And as always, until next time, I'll see you.